pushing buttons and pulling triggers. This is Gun Funny. Welcome to Gun Funny episode 125. Today I'm going to chat with Katie from Good Patriot, talk about another crazy incident involving a Florida man, and discuss the SIG cross rifle. I am your host, Ava Flannell, and Katie, how are you doing today? Great. How are you? And how's your big toe? Oh, you saw that. Okay, I was going to talk about that. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, so, no, I said I was going to talk about it. Yeah, so it's funny. I uh, I just recently found out that I fractured my big toe and I've been walking on it fractured for like the last four days and uh, and it, it started to turn like black and blue. So I'm like, you know what? I should probably go to the doctors, see what's up because if it's broken, I probably should maybe, you know, go a little easier on it. But this couldn't have happened. I mean, so last year at SHOT Show, I got, uh, I had a pedicure and my big toe, the exact same freaking toe got infected. So walking around SHOT Show was horrible. And then, yeah, I mean, I was taking antibiotics and stuff, but it was still, that's a lot of walking when your toe's not doing so well. Mm -hmm. And then this weekend, I'm going to Texas for the Safari Club show. And that's going to be a lot of walking. And then two weeks from now, SHOT Show. So... I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, Perfect 2020 timing. is off to a great start. And I, yeah. I just want to say that like, you know, those videos where you see people, they're like, you know, uh, cutting wood in half with their feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's just a fucking lie. Okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's rigged. <laughs> you can't it's do that. Effects. Okay. Yeah. It, they must have used special wood. Cause I tried it and I failed. <laughs> yeah. It's like pre-cut thin bamboo or something like that. Right. Yeah. All right. Before we get into it, Manicore Arms, I was just uh, looking on their website and they have a Brass Buster Brass Deflector. It's only $17.95. And basically what it does is obviously, as it sounds, it deflects brass so that if you are shooting right-handed, left-handed, you can, you know, depending on where your ejection port is, because you can move it around, you can use that brass deflector so that you're not getting hit with all the brass because if you have, you know, it's not fun. It's really not even a matter of if, it's a matter of when, but this definitely helps to prevent that. And this fits on all the Steyr Augs and its clones. So if you guys want to go to their website, manicorearms.com, get one, use the code GUNFUNNY15 and that will get you 15% off. <laughs> Learn the things you never knew on Deconstructing the Industry. All right. So for people who aren't familiar with Good Patriot, what is it that you do in the industry? Well, it's evolved over the years. But right now what I'm doing is making funny gun satire skit videos and then also kind of educational videos, mainly on the Second Amendment, but I also go to different political subjects and and talk about those too. And I always kind of interject humor in everything I do because I figure everybody resonates with humor and I want people to actually watch what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, I try to make it funny or, you know, you know, cause sometimes we're talking about stuff that's really serious and I think you want to kind of break it Mm -hmm. with humor once in a while. So people aren't, you know, don't finish a video and think, Oh my God, I want to kill myself. Right. Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. I try to, uh, incorporate sense of humor whenever it just is, it just sucks because I'm not really funny. So it's been a little bit of a, 
a little bit of a challenge, but well, girl, I, I mean, gun funny. You I know. To that name. I know. And it's so hard. <laughs> I think you're doing well. All right. So you started, when did you decide to start Good Patriot? I started officially about three years ago, but really I had a different idea for it in the beginning. I was going to sell like vintage items and like Americana and patriotic stuff. And then it, I joined a lady shooting league and really got into guns and shooting. And then, so that kind of directed me down the second amendment niche where I pretty much just started doing gun stuff primarily. And was that, was that around the, like the time that you first shot a gun or were you introduced um, to guns before that? Well, I grew up, I mean, my dad and my brother were big hunters and shooters. Like I grew up with my dad loading shotgun shells on the dining room table, you Mm -hmm. know, and helping him do that. My brother was a, a champion skeet shooter in California. And, um, so I was always around guns, but didn't really have much of an interest till after I got married and we decided to get our first firearm as a married couple. Nice. And I felt like I, sh- I would shoot it so inconsistently that every time I kind of had the pistol in my hand, I'm like, okay, what do I do? I put the magazine in and then I do what to the what? And I kind of, decided I want to be able to pick up any gun and know how to use it, Mm -hmm. which I'm not really there yet, especially with rifles, but (laughs) so I've seen, I've seen your videos. Like you do shoot really well. Oh, thanks. I'm getting there. Yeah. um, So yeah, I joined this lady shooting league that my friend had found and she's like, you know, Katie, if you make it to the advanced section of this league, they do tactical shooting. You get to go through an obstacle course and this and that. And I was like, Oh damn, like that's, that's awesome. Let's do that. And so she took the first class with me and then dropped out. And I just <laughs> continued like taking class after class after class. So I could get to that advanced stage. So are you and guys, then- are you guys still friends even though she ditched you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I dropped that bitch. Oh, okay. I'm yeah. Sorry. Cause I'm like, yeah, I mean, sorry. it only makes sense. <laughs> Sorry for the B class cuss word there. Oh, it's all right. Uh, it's you can you can curse on this show. I I'd like to think that adults listen to my show and that they don't get triggered, yeah. but you know. Yeah. Well, there are certain words, you know, like damn crap. Yeah. The B word that I'll drop here and there. But no, we're we're still friends. I think she's still in California. I I moved out of California three years ago, so you know you you retain certain friends and you lose certain friends and. Mm-hmm. She's a good girl, but we don't talk much anymore. So, and I saw that in your, uh, in your bio that you used to live in California and then you decided to move to Texas, which is definitely kind of night and day. Um, mm-hmm. you know, one's completely anti-freedom. The other one's like super gun loving freedom state. So what was that like? Honestly, it felt like coming home. The California I grew up in was different. I grew up in Orange County in Southern California, Mm -hmm. but Orange County back then when I was a kid had open fields, lots of farms, you know, cows on the hills, actual orange groves in Orange County. Now there's zero left. It's completely different. I went back for Christmas to see my family. I mean, the city I grew up in is completely Asian and Persian. I mean, like Chinese writing on the storefronts and everything. It's just it's changed dramatically and you know, the political climate is mm-hmm. absolutely crazy. I think California is being used as some sort of experiment to see how much the population will take as far as 
just tyrannical laws and infringements. Mm -hmm. That's actually not a bad theory. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I think it's all a test to see, okay, what, how much can we do before the people actually physically rise up (laughs) and do something about it? Cause it is pretty crazy. Okay. So then your family is into firearms and stuff, but do you think that, uh, cause like personally I used to live in New York city and then I moved back mm-hmm. to Colorado and I'm pretty sure all of my girlfriends in New York city think I lost my mind, like went to oh, Colorado, yeah. just like became some, you know, redneck gun lover. <laughs> so do yep. you think that your friends like ever, you know, think that about you or oh, was yeah. the writing kind of on the wall the entire time? No, big time. I think, I don't think they're shocked. I just think since they don't understand what's behind it, which is, it's not really about guns. It's about freedom. Mm -hmm. I just happen to really enjoy shooting guns, but since they don't understand it and a lot of them don't even want to, they they don't get like, they think I'm extreme. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I even have a family member, you know, who I love and loves me dearly. And they're just like, you're so extreme. I'm like, I'm not, I don't think I'm extreme at all. I just feel like I'm, maybe more knowledgeable on what's really going on. And so that's why I'm really passionate about standing up for gun rights and, you know, other freedoms. Mm -hmm. So, so I noticed on your website, you're definitely very diversified. You make a bunch of like, um, like home decor apparel, you know, you have a lot of YouTube videos, you put little videos Mm -hmm. on Instagram. So, and I know you said that the, obviously like YouTube and stuff. That's not how it started. And I'm assuming, well, you said you, you started with like the home decor and stuff, like all the vintage stuff, but how important do you think it is to sort of diversify? Um, in this day and age, extremely for me, I did it. I just wanted to sell. I, this is my third business and I've always sell sold products. I had a healthy food business. I, I made like leather handbags in the past, always done stuff with my hands that's a little more creative. So that's kind of how it started. But I mean, looking back on my, my gross sales and profit from <laughs> let's get real for a moment. From 2019. I'm like, man, I don't even know if this is worth it. Cause I worked really hard this year. And now that I'm monetized on YouTube, You're which kinda- I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket either. Cause that could go over way, go away overnight. Uh-huh. Um, I don't, I don't know what I'm going to do in terms of like the wood decor. Cause I hand make everything. I'm like in my wood shop, like sawing and, and sanding and, and doing all this stuff. And that doesn't leave me a lot of time to make the videos, which seem to be what people are wanting more of these days. Mm-hmm. But as far as any business diversifying that's involved with guns and firearms or especially, you know, social media influencers, mm. It scares me that I, I see these huge accounts and everything they have is on Instagram or YouTube. And I just think to myself, man, they could be shut down tomorrow and they'd have nothing. Yeah. You know, you, I think that people need to have a backup, whether it's, I, I don't know, like if they can invest in real estate or, or, or have a little side business or something in case something Mm-hmm. get shut down. Yeah, absolutely. Cause, I mean, especially with everything going on with guns, like I don't think that they will ever outlaw guns. I think that people would die over that before that would happen. But yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, they can definitely start cracking down. They already have, like, look at social media, like they're already sort of vilifying the gun industry. 
and eliminating a lot of posts, promotions, shadow banning. And it's, I mean, it's insane. It's, it's just, I mean, I get it. Like they're privately owned. They have every right to do so. It's America, but it just, I'm so tired of like them treating the gun industry. Like we're just a bunch of criminals. Like we're doing something wrong. Right. And it's just going to get worse with the coming election. Mm -hmm. I mean, we already have all these videos where Google's caught saying that they were literally (laughs) trying to manipulate the election in 2016. And they, they were caught off guard when Trump got in. And so I think they're going to double down. And I see that like in YouTube, Google, Instagram, Facebook, I see them, you know, now they're all saying they're changing the rules and their terms and conditions to where they're basically stating we can pretty much shut down anyone at any time for any reason. And I think they're doing that because they're kind of hedging mm-hmm. their bets with, with what's coming. So if they feel like they can, they need to shut someone down because they're speaking the truth or they're influencing people to vote conservative, then they're going to take action and do that. Yeah. I mean, we're not talking about good moral people here running these companies. Mm -hmm. So I know on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Talk about SB tactical. So recently I shot the SIG MCX Rattler and it was a fun gun to shoot, but the only thing I didn't like was the brace that they had on it and it kept moving and all I kept thinking was this gun would be perfect if it had the SB FS 1913 brace, which is also going on my Draco. That should be done any day now. It's, I can't even wait to show you guys. It's going to be crazy. I also am putting together a Canic along with the, the Draco, similar colors and stuff. But yeah, that, so that project took a long time, but I have that brace on my Draco. This brace would also be amazing on that MCX. So if you guys have an MCX and you don't like the, the brace because it's constantly moving around, I would definitely recommend check out SB Tactical. They have other braces too. If you're not into the look of that one, check them out at sb-tactical.com and use the code gunfunny15 for 15% off. So you get like you, I've noticed you get pretty political in your videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you always been like strongly, you know, opinionated and expressed your, your beliefs around politics? Or is this something that is just kind of like, I don't know, I guess growing as, as you get more into the industry? Definitely growing. I have not been into politics, you know, basically my whole adult life. I think when Obama got in for a second term and I really started learning about politics and kind of what was going on behind the scenes, that's when I started caring and educating myself. And my husband and I also, when we got married, we decided not to have TV or cable or anything. So we would basically sit around and watch documentaries and read books and watch YouTube and, you know, listen to podcasts and whatnot. So we got this kind of big foundation of education and I don't know, kind of like all the underlines of the political world and the pharmaceutical world and all these kind of like conspiracy theory stuff, uh, yeah. subjects. And, and well, I, I saw, so, I saw that you wrote, uh, you moved out of California because, you know, there's no, like you're forced to get the, yeah. And so I was like, huh, I'm kind of curious to see like what you say, like what you, what your thoughts on that are, because I just keep going back and forth. Like even the flu shot, 
I've never had the flu. I did get the flu shot once and I think it was last year, but I'm like, I'm like, I don't know. Cause you hear so many different things about it. And half the time it's not even like the strand of flu that, you know, is, is, uh, like going around that year. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> so what are uh, your thoughts on that? Well, that I started a healthy food business back in California because my dad had cancer and he eventually died in 2011 of cancer. And, but when he originally got it, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like every other person I know has a relative or a friend mm -hmm. or cancer themselves. Like, why is everyone getting sick? And why are so many kids getting autism? And so that was kind of like the first subject I really dove deep into. And that was over 15 years ago. So I have a lot of health knowledge that you know, people that may be on my page, I may, th I throw stuff out about vaccines on my Instagram stories here and there, but that's not my main platform. So, um, I don't talk about it too often, but I have, you know, people may think like, who, who is she to talk about this stuff? But I'm actually pretty educated in the whole health sector. And basically in California, they decided to force vaccinations on kids in order for them to continue going to public school. And in the last year or two, they've became even more strict with it. You know, a lot of kids can't even go to daycare. And what's happening is I don't think that vaccines cause autism in everyone, obviously, but there are a certain subset of the population that are vulnerable to that. And so when you force everybody to get the vaccines, you're going to have a small group of kids or adults that are affected by it. Mm -hmm. And even if you read the vaccine insert, you know, just for the measles, for instance, it says right on there may cause death. So to, for the government to come in and say to a population, that doesn't matter. You have to get this anyway, you know, and take the choice out of the parents and the doctor's hands where that's where it's gone in California now. To me, that is a probably the worst infringement freedom because it's it's your body. Like you're forcing forcing you to inject something into your body. Mm -hmm. And I think from a freedom perspective, I get I wouldn't say I'm surprised because I mean, I don't know, there's a bunch of crazy stuff going on, but just if you take the freedom perspective of vaccines, we have all these people that are super patriotic and they're like, yeah, defend gun rights and freedom and free speech and everything. And we watch commercials and we kind of laugh at them when, you know, it's like a commercial for psoriasis, you mm -hmm. have dry skin, you know, and we laugh at the side effects of these pharmaceutical drugs. It's like may cause death, may cause liver cancer. But then when it comes to the same company making a vaccine, everyone's like, oh, no, no, no. Everyone has to get vaccinated. It's completely safe. And all those anti-vaxxers are just crazy. You know, that it really doesn't do any harm. But it's like it's the same company making the same thing. Mm -hmm. And it says right there that it's dangerous. So I just I'm always surprised that patriots are for the government saying that we have to get vaccinated. Like it just, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me. Like mm -hmm. how could you cheer on the government forcing the people to do something that's against their will? Yeah. So what are your thoughts? I mean, cause I, do you think that vaccines, like any vaccinations are good? Like something that would prevent, you know, measles or mm -hmm. uh, yellow fever or anything that yeah, like used I mean, to kill like a ton of people. Malaria. 
malaria or like some sort of crazy jungle sickness that, you know, obviously the vaccine may give you protection on that. But a lot of people get really sick from those things too. I would just, I don't care if people get vaccinated, you know, that's their choice, but it's, I don't like people cheering for the government to force me to do that if I don't want to. Mm-hmm. You know, what you do is your business. But the research that I've read shows that, no, like vaccines actually do more harm than good. And I know people are like, oh, she's crazy. Like, you know, <sighs> that doesn't make sense. Blah, blah, blah. But trust me, like, there's just, there's so much to it. It's such a deep rabbit hole. Yeah. But even like with polio, the time at the time the vaccine came out was the same time that the water system got cleaned up and polio is a waterborne disease. It was spread through unsanitary water conditions. So we cleaned up the water and then we came out with the vaccine and everybody said, Oh, the vaccine saved us. Or it's like, no, the vaccine didn't save you. The vaccine, the cleaned up water did because it stopped it from being spread. Mm -hmm. So those are, there's just little stories here and there all through history. I mean, there's books written on this and everything. There's a couple of great accounts you can mm. follow for more information. But, yeah. um, well, I definitely, I like, I respect people that definitely think outside the box, think for themselves, and they don't just like take whatever for granted. So I'm always open to hearing, you know, different theories and stuff because I think that there's a lot of things that the government hides. So, yeah, yeah. I saw a recent video of you making, uh, or I'm sorry, I saw a recent video of you discussing Netflix Gay Jesus, which yes, I Gage. don't, I don't even know what that is. Is it, it's a show that Netflix came out with? I think I didn't watch it, obviously. I mean, I, I can't, I don't even think I had Netflix. I think I did a free trial or something a couple months ago, but. So what was, heard, what was the video about? Can you elaborate? It was some Brazilian company that made this like one hour long movie or something on a gay Jesus. And I guess at the end, the gay Jesus turns out to be the devil in disguise or something like that. But basically people were up in arms because it's so, I mean, I'm a Christian. People can say whatever they want about Jesus. Like, and I'm not going to be like, shut him down. Mm-hmm. But to me, I'm like, okay, well, if Netflix is going to allow that, trash on their platform well i'm not going to be supporting netflix you know and that's the beauty of capitalism you know you let the market decide Mm -hmm. um so i made this video basically because you know i preach a lot of the second amendment gospel but i was kind of feeling like i needed because of my faith i'm like i want to do something for god and so the video ended up being me kind of calling out the church and saying this is the church's fault because this is where we've gotten to in a culture where a super popular platform can make a movie about a gay Jesus, which, you know, to our faith, that's completely horrible. And, you know, the culture just accepts it. I mean, that's terrible. So I was pretty much calling out the church and just saying, you know, it, it's our fault that we've let it get to the point where people feel comfortable making movies about this subject you know, and all, and all the other crap on TV and movies and everything. And mm-hmm. what were some of the reactions that you received from this? Um, I, I got really, really positive reactions actually from the community. Um, and I got, I, you know, for a minute in the video, I got a little emotional just because yeah, you're like, well, shit, like 
this is our fault. You know, we actually dropped the ball on this one because the church is so weak right now. We're such pussies and, you know, you've got fog machines and, and concert like church services, but it's like, nobody's really like preaching the hardcore word of God anymore where it's like, we're supposed to be warriors for our faith. And instead we're like cruising around in skinny jeans, drinking coffee and, (laughs) you know, just, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, that's not the God that I serve, you know, like I serve a, a very powerful, loving God, but he's also very just. So basically, yeah, I, I got kind of pissed and emotional about it because yeah, I mean, it's the church's fault. I mean, you can't expect people that don't have faith to act like Christians. And I think a lot of Christians do, they look at, they're like, Oh my gosh, I can't believe they made this movie. It's like, of course they did. Like you took God out of schools. You talk, you took God out of everything. You like glorify all these lifestyles that were, are, you know, destructive to the family. You like demonize masculinity in men. You tell women they don't need men or they don't need fathers for their babies and and then you're surprised that society is going awry. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is well, just, I will you know. say I, I do need a man in my life because I've had to shovel snow in my driveway now twice <laughs> and living alone, this whole single independent thing, you know, it's, it's a little overrated. So I will be the first yeah. one to say that. <laughs> I agree. You know, my husband, you know, he has his roles in the home and I do my stuff and, I'm always super thankful he's around, yeah. you know, cause you have these like, you know, as a wife or even as a girlfriend, you always have these more with thoughts. Oh my God, was something happens to him? Like it'd be horrible. And I do like, I'm just very grateful to have him even, you know, setting up the audio for this podcast. I'm like, babe, <laughs> <laughs> help me, help me here. Yeah, no, I understand so, that. I, I remember uh, my dad taught my sister and I how to drive a loader because he needs it uh, to operate his business. And if he ever passed away, like it's going to be part of, you know, what we have to do. So here we are learning how to drive a loader. (laughs) Still don't know how to drive a stick shift, but I can drive a loader. (laughs) Well, it's a good skill to have. Yeah, of course. You never know. Like, especially for the Boogaloo, I'm totally Mm -hmm. jumping into that loader with my machine guns. Heck yeah. (laughs) So Are you like, I'm kind of curious, what do you think would happen if they decided to confiscate guns? In Texas or federally or? I think just, well, okay. Think about everything going on in Virginia right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in California and the laws just keep cracking down and they keep, you know, little by little, just like taking away our, our rights. What do you think, you know, like I know everybody's like, no, I'd fight for it. And they all joke about like the boogaloo and stuff. But what are your thoughts? Like, what do you think people would actually do? I think that say there are a hundred people that say, you know, from my cold dead hands, I'd say maybe five of those people would actually go to the death to defend their gun rights. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that's, I mean, if you look back at the American Revolution, you know, the 3% movement, there are only 3% of people that truly like fought and stood up for the American Revolution to gain independence from Great Britain. So I'm hoping that's, (laughs) that would be the case in Revolution 2.0. If we did have to actually physically fight for our, our right to bear arms and our freedom, 
but I don't, I don't know. I, I know times have changed because no, I'll never give up my, you know, AR-15 style rifles and whatnot. But, um, I think the government has weapons that we really aren't aware of. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they'd break them out right away. <laughs> I mean, this is kind of like goes into that conspiracy theory rabbit hole, but I think they have things, I mean, now with like drones and everything, I mean, oh my gosh, like all I'm saying is buy a shovel and dig some tunnels, man, because it's not going to look, if it goes to like all out, say like extreme, not just like United States boogaloo, we're talking like world, one world government, you know, the end of the end, everybody's fighting for their freedom and in bunkers and whatnot. I don't know. That's going to be a war like nobody's ever seen Mm -hmm. because these countries have weapons that no one talks about and no one knows really exactly what they are. But I don't know. Like I hate drones. Like drones just freak me out because you can fly anything anywhere at any time and barely be noticed. You know, if you, you can have like a hundred acres of private property, but man, all the government has to do is fly a drone in the middle of the night and survey your property to find out where your, your goods are and where you're hiding and everything. It's just, it's kind of scary mm-hmm. because things are so advanced now, but on a lower level battle, <laughs> I don't even know what that would look like. Society is so different than it was in the last war in American soil. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I think we should stand. I mean, I think it's something worth dying for and fighting for. I just don't know ultimately what that battle will look like. Mm-hmm. So. I get you. Are you going to SHOT Show? No. And I thought I was, but, well, I thought I was this time last year. I'm like, oh, next year for sure. But I just didn't have, my business doesn't qualify to get a badge and go in because it's, even though it's firearm related, it's not shot show firearm related. Huh. You couldn't, I'm surprised you couldn't go just like even as media. No, not media either. Cause they have a rule where it's like, you know, you may be on social media. I don't like to call myself a social media influencer, but Mm -hmm. let's just call it that for this conversation. But like that doesn't qualify either. And so I kind of just let it go. I had a company that I have a relationship with that I'll probably be working with this year that offered to get me a badge kind of at the last minute. But I was just like, nah, like it, it's cool. I'll go next year. And so I, I just didn't have the sponsorships or anything this year to do it. Yeah. Well, if you need help next year, I'll put you down as like, you know, my camera woman or something. Oh, awesome. cool. <laughs> you just need to know the right people. Yeah. I will be there next year for sure. Good. God willing. Uh, do you have any future plans? Yeah, for your I business mean, this, or just basically, twenty twenty is going to be all about getting away from my dependence on social media to keep in contact with my followers. So I'm trying to transition over to gathering everybody's email. So if I do get shut down on any platform, I can still communicate with people. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of the direction that things are going. So just having a backup plan and you know, offering content that I'm not normally going to post on social media because it would get me banned or reported <laughs> by the snowflakes or whatnot. So yeah, just trying to get everybody 
over to the email and then having fun making more videos. Mm. Okay, cool. And then for listeners who want to find you online, where can they? Uh, Pretty much Good Patriot across the board. So Instagram is Good Patriot, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest. And Twitter is Twitter's the only one that it's underscore good patriot, but I'm really never on there anyway. So Yeah, same. And then what if people want to uh sign up for your for your emails? Uh right now they can just go to my website and then on any page of my website there's a little box that says sign up for our private email list and you just put your email in, subscribe, and you'll get a little password to a secret page where there's downloads and and, you know, mm-hmm. like range targets and stuff like that. And then soon I'll have videos and stuff on there that are a little more, I don't know, what could you say, like deep, mm-hmm. you know, the the private <laughs> secret videos. Okay, awesome. So are you able to join me for the rest of the show? Yeah, absolutely. All right, perfect. So let's real quickly talk about Sportsman's Guide. So right now they have a huge sale going on. I think they just, well, they, they have a huge sale going on just because, you know, um, it's the new year and stuff, but they also just added 150 new ice fishing items. So if you guys are into ice fishing, I personally have never gone, but I would like to. I think it actually seems other than freezing. I think it seems pretty cool and I've always enjoyed fishing. So if you guys are into ice fishing, definitely check out all the new products that they just added to their website. Otherwise, they have products for anything outdoor related. That is sportsmansguide.com. And if you use the code GUNFUNNY20, you will get $20 off your purchase of $100 or more. Stupid, funny, cool, interesting, awesome, as... Never mind. AF. So Katie, I don't know if you heard about this story, but apparently a Florida man woke up on Christmas Eve to find a burglar sucking on his toes. That's, that is amazing and horrifying all at the same time. Right? I couldn't (laughs) even believe when I saw this, I'm like, I, and I feel like it just like finally became like newsworthy in the last week. Cause I'm like, how did it happen on Christmas Eve? And it didn't, you know, but, or maybe now it's just starting to the news is starting to uh, make its way but yeah so basically the guy wakes up this burglar sucking on his toes the owner asked the stranger what he was doing in the house the stranger said quote unquote was there to suck toes and then mm-hmm. basically uh the the burglar and the owner they got into um, a fight the owner finally was able to kick the stranger out of his house and then the stranger damaged a window to his house and the windshield to the car, to the owner's car. Then the guy called the cops. The victim's toes were swabbed for DNA um, in order to try to find this burglar, but no trace of the toe sucker has been found so far. Is there a DNA database for toe suckers? Is this like I, a I, I mean, crime, yeah, right? <laughs> I was wondering that too. Because, I mean, there's, I don't know. And that's actually, so if we are going to get into theory, so one of the things that does kind of freak me out is the whole, those DNA tests where you can find like your family and stuff like that and figure out like Mm -hmm. exactly where you're from. And I just, I almost think that they're like working with the government to 
you know, to now have access to people's DNA. And that's like my, that's like my weird theory. So as much as I become best friends, right. But as much as I want to find out like family history and stuff and see if I have any like unknown relatives or, you know, whatever, I just, it just freaks me out. That is like, that's the only reason why I haven't done it. I agree. And I actually did it maybe six years ago because I wanted to find out for a health thing if I had a a mutation on something. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even, I don't even know what I was thinking because with my conspiracy brain, you think that I had, I would have known not to, but I wasn't even thinking about that. And I did it. And now I regret it because there's probably like (laughs) some sort of Katie being grown in a test tube somewhere. (laughs) And during the, (laughs) during the, the end of the world of Boogaloo, she's going to come out and I'm going to be like, what the hell? Damn it. 23 and me. <laughs> There's also like, I don't get tattoos. I don't have any tattoos and people are like, why, what are you so afraid of? I'm like, I don't know what my life is going to be like in the future. I don't know if I, you know, what kind of life I want to take on. Like, and I don't want people to have my DNA. Like, what if I just go and like, you know, do a bunch of crimes and stuff. I don't want to be like anything, you know, that's going to give away my identity. <laughs> true yeah yeah so you know i'm still young there's lots of options out there (laughs) yep yep all right so sharps bros and you probably are familiar with their stuff um they make the really cool like air receivers that are um like a hog a skull Mm -hmm. Uh, which is the jack and it's insane like how they make this so they they mill it from a solid block of it's like 7075 t6 i believe and it's aluminum and they mill the entire thing so i used to think like oh it's probably like poured into a a mold or something like that but no it's actually you know each one is milled and basically ensures that every design is not only precisely detailed but obviously visually distinct. So definitely check out their stuff. Go to sharpsbros.com to do so. And now it's time for the Q&A. Q&A. There's no such thing as a stupid question. Just kidding. Visit gunfunny.com forward slash contact to submit yours. All right. Today's question is pizza, pineapple or not? What do you think? I am going to put myself out there and I'm going to say, hell yes. <laughs> I like, I like the contrast of sweet and salty, the sweet acidity of the pineapple and the creamy, savory taste of the cheese. So I am a pineapple pizza person. Yeah. So am I. I'm proud of, I'm proud of it. I mean, it's not like, I don't really go out of my way to order it, but if there's like a Hawaiian pizza or something, like I definitely will eat it. I don't mind pineapple on pizza, but I know that there's some people that are like, no, absolutely not. It's disgusting. And I don't understand the, I don't know the hatred towards pineapple on pizza. There's I know such there's a, mo- a movement out there that people are so disgusted. I'm like, really? There's like, there's like real problems in the world. Sex traffic. <laughs> you're, you're like fighting for pizza and pineapple, but Hey, to each his own. I guarantee there's like, there's probably like Facebook groups support groups for people that don't like pineapple on pizza. Yeah. I mean, that may be what shuts me down on social media is me publicly saying that you don't that I like pineapple on pizza. Yeah, exactly. So you got to be careful. Reported. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Alex over at Palmer 80 likes pineapple on his pizza. Uh, that brings me into Palmer 80. 
So I am going to be at their booth at SHOT Show on Tuesday, the 21st at 1130. So if you guys are going to SHOT Show, definitely stop by and see me. And and I'll post something on Instagram to remind you guys. But you'll see the single stack frames. They should be there. Um, they're also sending an advanced copy for me to review. And then they also want to do a giveaway for listeners. So uh, stay tuned for that. So far, we need to work out the details. But there is going to be a giveaway in the near future. And you can check them out at palmer80.com. Tactic Talk. Discussing popular guns and gear. Love it? Hate it? Find out now. So I was looking at the SIG uh, cross rifle. And, you know, and, and there was a bunch of memes and stuff that came out when this rifle came out that it looks exactly like the fix from Q. And it's funny because they both are located in the exact same town. Um, I think it's called Exter. Exter... Massachusetts and they're like a mile from each other. But, um, so I was like kind of just like looking at the specs just to kind of see like how it differentiates. And it is definitely very similar. Like the cross rifle, the Picatinny rail doesn't go all the way down the entire handguard like it does on the fix. So it's just kind of like right there where you'd put that optic. The cuts on the handguard are slightly different. They're a little more diagonal, but as far as like, so I have the, the six, five, Creedmoor fix. And so I was comparing that with the one that they came out with for, you know, the cross rifle, the one on the one that the fix or the one that Q makes, it comes in 16 or 18 inch options. Whereas like the cross rifle, it doesn't, it's not available in 16 inch, only 18 inch. The fix has a one in seven twist rate, whereas the cross has a one in eight twist rate. They are pretty much the exact same weight when you think about because they don't make a 16 inch. So the 16 inch fix was a little bit, I think it was like four ounces lighter. So if you were to add just two inches, I'm sure that it would kind of level it out, but it is kind of crazy that they are like almost identical. And I'm sure that people actually like this because I know that Q has a really hard time keeping any of his guns in stock. Like there's a huge back order. So I guess now if people want to have something very similar, they could always go to SIG and buy the cross rifle. Interesting. I am not familiar with Q, but I am curious now. Yeah. I brought this to his, his attention because I'm friends with them and he just, he didn't really seem to care, but you know, whatever. That's America, right? Yeah. True. <laughs> true. All right. It can be frustrating to the original maker of whatever it is, but it is, you know, free market. Yeah. I know. All right. Let's get into iTunes reviews. So guys, as always, if you haven't, please leave me a review on iTunes. It really helps to kind of, uh, you know, get people listening to the show. They check out the reviews. If there's a lot of reviews, it obviously makes it look like the show's better. Whether that's a lie or not, just, just leave a review. Okay. <laughs> First review is the king is here. One, one, three, four, five stars. My guilty pleasure. Everything about Ava, like her love for candy corn, white claw and small dogs tells me to stay away, but I just can't stop listening. She has some awesome guests in a FUD free environment and talk about some great two a topics. I recommend this to everyone. And then next is squatty Bob, five stars. Make my hay. Hear that punk. It's gun funny. Listen, 
listen to it, you jack wagon. All right. So Katie, out of those two, will you pick a winner to win a prize pack? I'm going to go with choice number one. Okay, cool. So the king is here. One, one, three, four, contact me on social media and I'll get your address. And, uh, and actually last episode when I had big daddy unlimited on, they actually, they gave the last winner a free trial for their website. So I'm just, you know, I'm just letting you guys know there's also like lots of other benefits other than like free patches and stuff that, uh, you know, that you could win. All right. So now let's wrap up after this. I'm totally going to bed. I drank way too much wine last night, so I'm taking a shower and definitely taking a nap, which is rare for me, but it needs to be done. So on that note, if you guys want to find me, go to gunfunny.com. I'm also, if you, you know, if you want to support the show, you enjoy it, you want to become a Patreon or you just want to even access, you know, our, our Patreon only Facebook page, you can do so for a dollar and it's a pretty fun page. And all you have to do is go to patreon.com forward slash gunfunny to become a Patreon. And Balone Deadline is picking a lucky Patreon every month to win a $300 gift certificate. So you can get like an awesome Cerakote job. I also wanted to thank our editor, Kenny Ortega. He does an awesome job. Thank you so much. Also, thank you to our $25 Patreons who are Corbin Bonafide, Iraq Veteran 8888, Ryan Morrison, Michael Alexio, Elliot and Mike Pappas, Joe Lyons, Charger Arms, and Justin Paulson. And King of the Patreon is still Jon Snow, and he wants me to say that birds are not real, but they used to be until one pooped on Operator Tickles. And if you're not familiar with Operator Tickles, that is my dog. Follow her on Instagram, attack underscore tickles. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, never a dull moment. <laughs> Getting to know you one fact at a time. Yeah, it. yeah, you know, White Claw, Candy Corn, Little Dogs. Yeah, we Some, need to talk about those. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm basic, but I'm not basic, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, have, I have my moments. But once again, can you just tell listeners where they can find you online? Yeah, goodpatriot.com or on social media channels. Look for Good Patriot. I'll be there. All right. Awesome. And thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And hopefully I will get to meet you one of these days. I was actually, I was really hoping that you were going to go to SHOT Show and that we could meet, but, but I guess, you know, there's always next year. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We're out of here. All right. Thank you. Want to send feedback? Tell us about a company or anything else. Go to gunfunny.com forward slash contact.